From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, February 23rd. I'm Marco Werman. Concern over the transparency of future elections in Afghanistan as President Hamid Karzai takes control of a key election watchdog group. Also, we hear about the difficult decisions medical personnel in Haiti had to make soon after the earthquake. With limited resources, they had to decide whom to save. You feel very uh, godlike in that sort of decision-making. You can have and you, cannot, you can have not. Now this news. BBC News with David Legg. Demonstrators have gathered in Spain to protest against government spending cuts. The two main trade unions say they hope tens of thousands will rally in several cities, including Madrid. Here's Sarah Rainsford in the Spanish capital. Usually sympathetic to the ruling Socialist Party, they're now bitterly opposed to its plan to raise the retirement age by two years to 67. So despite driving rain here, a stream of demonstrators has been making its way into central Madrid, where huge red banners declare the unions the protectors of Spanish pensions. The government argues the current system is unsustainable. In 40 years' time, it's predicted there'll be almost as many pensioners here as workers. But the unions insist later retirement should be an option only, not an obligation. The chairman of a U.S. congressional panel investigating safety problems at the car giant Toyota has accused the company of misleading the American people. Representative Bart Stupak told a hearing in Washington that Toyota had a lot of explaining to do after it recalled 8 million vehicles worldwide because of problems with accelerators. He outlined some of the committee's concerns. What we found is quite troubling. Toyota all but ignored pleas from consumers to examine sudden, unintended acceleration events. They boast in a briefing of saving Toyota $100 million by negotiating a limited recall. They claim that they first became aware of sticking pedals in late October of 2009, when in fact they had received numerous complaints many months and years earlier. Toyota executives have publicly apologized over the affair. The Sudanese president, Omar al-Bashir, has signed a peace deal with one of the main rebel factions in Darfur. The signing happened in the Qatari capital, Doha, where negotiations on Darfur have been taking place. The United Nations says 300,000 people have been killed in the civil war there, but President Bashir disputes this figure. From the Sudanese capital, Khartoum, James Cotnell reports. The justice and equality movement is perhaps the strongest military force among the Darfur rebel groups. Two years ago, it attacked Omdurman, the city just over the Nile River from the capital Khartoum. Now it has agreed to a ceasefire and signed a framework agreement for future talks. According to an early version of the deal seen by the BBC, the Sudanese authorities have agreed that JEM should participate in government at every level. Both sides have agreed to sign a final agreement by March the 15th. However, several rebel groups, including the powerful Sudan Liberation Army, Abdul Wahid faction, are not part of the deal. Iran says it's captured a top Sunni militant, Abdul Malek Reji, whose group Jundalar is blamed for a string of deadly attacks. He's said to have been on a flight from Dubai to Central Asia when his plane was ordered to land in Iran. Television pictures showed him being escorted off an aircraft by masked security men. World news from the BBC. 
The Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas has said Israel's stated intention to include sites in the occupied West Bank in an Israeli National Heritage Plan is a dangerous provocation. In a speech to the Belgian Parliament in Brussels, he said the move could lead to a religious war between Jews and Muslims. The comments came two days after the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he intended to add several sites in the Palestinian territory to an Israeli development plan for what he called the glory of the Jewish people. Latin American and Caribbean leaders have agreed to set up a new regional grouping that excludes the United States and Canada. The Mexican president, Felipe Calderon, told a summit he was hosting that the new alliance would represent an alternative to the Organization of American States, which includes the US and Canada. The summit gave the Argentinian government a major boost in its claim of sovereignty over the Falkland Islands, which it calls Las Malvinas.